Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. So I set up my bed today. I actually got a bed. <gasps> Funny set it up today. as a grown up. And um, as I my, don't. As my mama Steele always said, put a mark on the wall. And um, forget about Zumba, yoga, Pilates, any of that. Just set up a fucking bed once a week and you will be in such good shape. It was insane. Uh, So what I'm hearing is we all need to order new bedroom furniture and you're going to come assemble it for us. But only once a week. So some of you guys are going to have to wait. (laughs) So I'll order one bed every week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to get the mattress that's like, you know, deflated and rolled up because I think that was harder than trying to flip my 500 pound bed over after I put the legs on it. Did you get a Casper mattress? Um, It's a hybrid mass mattress. I don't Ooh, so it runs on gas and electricity. Exactly. It's hybrid. <laughs> Sometimes I like to go both ways. <laughs> it's all about the experimenting. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink on that note. <laughs> Equal representation. That's why I brought muffins Well, and it is balls. Halloween, so we have to drink while we podcast. That's yeah. part of the deal. I have a very nice um, frozen daiquiri. What's left of a frozen daiquiri? And I'm drinking my coffee with Bailey's in it. Well, excuse me. I think it's Carlin's. Carlin's. Bailey's was too expensive. Mm-mm. So what you're saying is this is like the white trash version? No, but it's better. I think it tastes better. It Who's tastes call- like... Who's calling me from Bethany, Oklahoma? Anybody know? Mm, probably you think that's a somebody, spam risk. Is that betting. somebody from work? It's probably yeah. somebody asking if you want to renew your, your warranty. My warranty. <laughs> or have you voted yet? <laughs> your credit card payment is... Or it's an, Did it's, you see that, that post on Facebook with the Ouija board? And it said, <laughs> we have been trying to reach you to, <laughs> to renew your renew warranty. Your warranty. <laughs> we saw the best costume of 2020 today while driving around to every bookstore imaginable <gasps> yeah oh Ugh. i forgot about that we did she, there's some did she see? was probably between the ages of 20 and 30 she, all yeah, by she herself young yeah probably early 20s on the corner what was she doing on the corner she had on a costume that was a butter stick she was a stick of butter that's awesome and she had a sign that said things will get butter soon and she was waving at people so we honked and waved things will get butter soon we'll make it butter girl you're our spirit animal yeah everyone else was just driving by like i have to honk i have to like give her props and i was in the far left lane of course she was on the other side so i couldn't like and she was so happy too she was jumping up and down and smiling and waving and I mean, it was it was the best sign we saw all day. I think maybe she drank some white trash Bailey's before she went out there. <laughs> Do not she like might it. have. We rolled up and I was like, is that girl butter? And Megan's like, uh, yep, she's butter. <laughs> it took us a while to catch on. It was I think. And then, then like the fine print on the bottom was like 2020 is almost over or something like that. Really? So like, she wasn't selling anything or no. spreading, just the good, spreading the good w- word of Jeebus or yep. no. anything? She was just spreading some hope and butter. Oh, I, yep. I just want to give her a, I was going to say a hug. A socially distanced hug. Upon. We honked and waved. <laughs> we so we gave her some love. Yep. No one else was honking. And so I was like, we're honking when we go through this intersection. She looked at us and was like, ah. 
And she was so excited. I wish we could go interview her. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So if you're, she might not be like that. Like when you talk to her for real life, I don't well, care. Anybody who would, she s- might be a little oily. <laughs> <laughs> She'd slip right through your fingers, Martha. pretty good oh my god and Pawnee hasn't even started drinking yet <laughs> she doesn't even have an adult beverage in front of her do I but can I say I'm a little disturbed that you gave me a Sturgis mug because when I was little my dad went to Sturgis for like the motorcycle thing and I'm pretty sure I saw pictures of boobs and things so like when you gave me the Sturgis mug I was all I thought I was boobs oh <laughs> that's like childhood trauma yeah, I was like, Dad, why are you looking at other ladies' boobs? And he was Aww. like, motorcycles. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to have boobs and motorcycles to, you can't when appreciate you go to one without the other. Yeah, when you go to Sturgis, I don't know. And I was young, so I don't know how my mom felt about him going, but he went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he only went once, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what happens we were when we're all in the same room for I once. know. <laughs> Rachel's actually here in person from Amarillo. Yes. Staying in the guest room. That's right. And it's we're all going to get drunk tonight. Megan's going to sleep on the couch. I love that couch. So that is, that's fine by me. It almost didn't happen because we almost didn't have power. I know. That's true. Mm-hmm. I know. I had planned to get this room painted before Rachel came. That was actually my goal was the 31st. I wanted to be done with this room by the 31st. And then we lost power on Monday. Mm. Well, we didn't. I, lo- I lost uh, We didn't lose power till late Tuesday night. But because of the power loss, I had to work double shift and I didn't have time. And then when the power went out here on Wednesday all day, it was too freaking cold in here to do anything. Uh-huh. And then Thursday, I was working to catch up for a Wednesday. And by Friday, it was too late. <laughs> and you're like, well, well, screw that. Screw that. I feel so we all lost power, right? All three, the three Oklahomans. We did, lost power briefly lose power? in Amarillo, okay. but only for like 30 seconds. Oh. Is that on the <laughs> call last night? <laughs> Which which part? There were so many there parts. There were so many. Oh my god. We were in <laughs> rare. Everybody was in rare form oh, last night. I missed the call so much. I was on the you road. You were on the road. Yeah. And really car sick. Mm. So oh, yeah, it was. Good. It was just. Which part? When we were talking about Tampa, or when we were which part? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Tampa the again. Double header. Oh, oh God. <laughs> do explain the double header. Uh-oh, do I can picture it in my mind. Do this again? Yes. Yep. Yes. Sorry. I want to know There's about the actually a man. Oh, the double header. Yes. yes. There's actually a man who lives somewhere on the East Coast. He's in his mid 20s, maybe, who has two functioning penises. Wow. And we had so many questions. We. <laughs> we did a deep dive into so that I, during the call I will give you night. one guess who Googled first. Well, wait, you have to say who came up with it first. Oh, was it? It was Becky. It was Becky. Yeah, I know Becky had Becky's the Becky's got this book. That's where she's getting all this shit. She's got this book that her dad gave her of all this bizarre shit. It's like 1,500 facts. She's sitting there while we're doing the call, typing in to the chat. <laughs> Did you know that? Bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, I love Becky. She's, she she's my Illinois girl. Hilarious. Yes. We were having a blast last night. So if you haven't been on the call, everyone is welcome. It's so much, it's been a, the best stress relief the past eight months. It really has. We, we totally just have learned to enjoy each other's company. We've all become friends. We, we, we can always use more friends. 
So yes. come on. Yep. Just go to Facebook, join our private Facebook group, yep. and then hop on the call on Friday night and say, hey. Don't let us scare you away. We promise it's fun. So guess who Googled and showed pictures? Keith. No. Shona G. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say Shona G. I should have gone with my instincts. Shona G And then my she first. held the picture up to the camera oh, so I we could it. all see so the two like, penises. Wait, there's a, there's pic- a picture of it? <laughs> <laughs> they both start Googling. You bitches are so dirty. So what would you do? Guy with two penises? Are you Googling? Okay, I'm Google and he wrote a book. It's called yeah. Double Header. <laughs> That's why it's relevant here. Come on. Keep up. <laughs> I'm sorry. When did we have to have relevance to talk about a guy? Then there's there's comments on the article about how large they both are. Are they? And other men were yeah. Then other men were a little bit jealous that they not only did he have was well endowed, but he has two two. of them. And then there were questions on you know how does he? What's the plural of penis? Is it apostrophe? Peni? I don't know. I just put. Then with two I just put ES and it penises. came Penises. I think it's penises. Well, okay. some of these, oh, I just don't even know. They might be <gasps> photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the same thing up. This guy is actually... How do we know which one's him? <laughs> I think there's only just the one guy who has two functioning ones. Well, it says mm. here that a boy in Nigeria was born with four penises. What? what? I, I, there's a picture of it. How real it is, I don't Let's know. See. But look. Can I see? It looks like a bunch of grapes. It looks like a cow's <laughs> udder. Kind of. Can you see it? You yeah, no, it I can see it. it. Looks like yeah, a I mean, bunch blow of up grapes. the penises. <laughs> no, I'm going to drink my daiquiri and act like I didn't see it is what's yeah, going to happen. Because I feel like I need new retinas. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a Halloween know. podcast and therefore the, the scariest shit has to come out. Right? I want to go home. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm, we have enough books so we could just go read them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. My mom said I can't talk about it. You know what? <laughs> My mom said I can't come over anymore. <laughs> you know what picture I can't mom. I can't get out of my head. It's from um Orange is the New Black and the dude that they call Beer Can. Oh yeah. Remember when uh I don't remember seeing it. Well, they don't show it, oh. but she goes down to give him a head. Yeah, and he's got and she just looks up and he's like, oh, my nickname in high school was Beer Can. Yeah. And I'm like going. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to qualify that. Because, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Okay. So let's let's go to scary. Mm-hmm. Or we're already at scary, truthfully. We're past scary. <laughs> Those penis pictures were pretty scary. I liked the bunch of grapes one, though. That was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have... A bunch of penises. Look at all that you have to choose from there. These are the moments when I wish we videoed these so everyone could see the looks we're getting Martha right well, now. Well, I'm just thinking, like, how would you manage that? What, would, do you just, like, pick the one in the middle and let the less I know, I was just gonna kind say, of flop how do you, around? Or? Like, how do you choose? I mean, maybe you could Maybe rotate. you could get, like, a, a label maker in Monday, Tuesday. Oh <laughs> like, days of the week I thought you meant, like, rotate, like, in the same session. If you had a really <laughs> oh, good maybe. friend, maybe. Oh, no. Oh, wait, no, just get them tattooed problem solved oh yeah oh my god i think well the discussion last night actually went to this place because he lives with a man and a woman yes but oh. it and did. they have preferences so yeah. as to right and left or uh-huh. who gets which one? Oh, see yeah let's start a poll should my husband get mine? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Should your husband get your penis? What? No, get my name tattooed, tattooed. on his. I mean, oh, it's mine. <laughs> that's true. It is. And then he could never 
ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Property can. of. I like that. <laughs> I like the way your mind works, Rachel. Yeah, this is how my marriage works. What's mine is mine. What's his is mine. And what's mine is mine. <laughs> so what's ours is mine, what's his is mine, and what's mine is mine. I like that. Yeah. Actually, our, our relationship is a bit like that, too. Mm-hmm. He's fine with the arrangement. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, so do, we're down to Martha's fear. Does that yeah. mean Martha has to go first? It does. <gasps> I don't know Martha's fear. Vanya, you're probably the only one who does. I don't know. She changed it a couple uh, of times. We so. were talking about it in the not car sure. today. We were trying I was to decide. Having, I was having yeah. an issue because I'm really not. Because the, the way my mind works is this. If something scares me, I research it. And I read it to death until I'm not afraid of it anymore. I've been like that since I was a little kid. So I don't have a lot of fears and phobias. But I do have one. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see if we were right, Megan. I know. My fear slash phobia is very similar to Jessica's. Okay, Jessica doesn't like cults. Mm-hmm. My fear is that my child will become super religious. We were, we were right. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have Dylan, but we bet we we said religious. Yeah, we had. And, and I don't like it when my friends do that either, because it totally freaks me out. It's like they become a different person that I don't recognize, and I don't like it. It freaks me the fuck out it's happened to a couple of my neighbors where they're just such cool fun people we have a great time together and one day they come home and they got jesus and that's it you're done they don't want anything to do with you because all of a sudden you're a horrible person and it's I'm like, the hoa that's why i don't live in a neighborhood with one it's a step for wives <sighs> just to be clear i don't mind if people are religious i really don't that because Religion is the kind of thing, it's kind of like a penis. It's fine if you have one, just don't take it out in public. And, you can and don't show it, it to me ever. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I just don't. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. I'm just not going to. And, you know, I've been like that for a long time. But my deepest, most freaked out fear is that it'll happen to my child. He'll either marry somebody who's super into that. And they'll try to shun me. Disconnect or whatever Scientology yeah, I calls can't, it. Yeah. I can't, I, that is a true deep-seated phobia. It totally freaks me out. I have nightmares about it. I feel like that's legit. I mean, that's ter- that'd be terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. Even thinking about it is terrifying. Being cut out of your child's life because I don't believe any of it. And that's my, I don't go around telling people that. It doesn't come up. Yeah. But when it happens to somebody that I'm really good friends with, or if it happens to a relative... That's just really fucking hard yeah. to take. I just, I'm not true. mad at my friend for, for what they need. A lot of people really rely on their spiritual beliefs to get them through the day. And I don't want to try to take that away from anybody. That's none of my business. So is it reasonable to say that it doesn't have as much to do with the religious aspect, but it's the deeper fear that you don't want to lose Dylan? Well, yeah, yes. of course. Yeah. He's yeah. my yes. only child. Obviously, I have nightmares about that, too, about losing my child. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's horrible. It's just horrible. I can't even talk about it without the fear of him one day, that switch being flipped in his mind and him seeing me as 
an evil person or well, whatever. Yeah, you I know always what think of it too as like the the extreme really like the the religion that most people would call a cult, like in Scientology or in when Nexium was still around. Like right, when, that they they literally are like you can't they be shun in, you. Yeah. They say okay, I can't have any contact with you yeah. because you don't believe in this thing that I believe in. So it's more of an extreme view or yes, almost a cult. Exactly, things. and that's why I said it was sort of related to Jessica's thing mm-hmm. because Jessica talked about the cult mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. well my book actually in fact I almost said something to her about it when she m- made that choice because I was like oh gosh I don't know what I'm gonna do now because Jessica's doing but hers was a little bit different can I pick something apart yeah and she's about to psych us that's fine I love it though well I mean just hearing what you're saying <clears throat> is the the religion slash cult aspect is almost just a carrier for the deep fear that is actually Dylan. And I don't if it wasn't that it would be something else. It sounds like so it sounds like the deeper fear though is losing losing him my child in some way. Yeah. More so than whatever the catalyst, yeah. but it's just that. Yeah. And that's and I suppose you could like you you could address, you know, drug use or, you know, any other kind of thing that would mm-hmm. remove him from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most parents get that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Sort of fear well, of losing and their that, children. And that change of, like you were saying at the beginning, like them becoming somebody you don't recognize. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's almost because he and I have such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, he and I, he gets me. I mostly get him. You know, I don't want to be acting like one of those super weird moms who say, oh, he's my best friend. No, he's not. <laughs> he's my child. No, that's Bonnie. <laughs> right? Because he's sat here and texted me three times since we've started this conversation. <laughs> In fact, he texted me again. Dylan did? <laughs> no, Tyler. Tyler. Oh, I was going to say, what the fuck is Dylan texting you for? But, but I understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> he does text me every once in a while. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> but I can kind of understand that when Tyler started hanging out with Dennis a lot because me and Dennis have very different views on almost everything I don't know how the hell I ended up married to him but um I was afraid that Tyler would you know go that way instead he didn't go that way instead he realized how ridiculous that his dad was and it like brought us even closer together see so it worked out for me and so Mm -hmm. far it's fine I'm fine I saw a little taste of it when he had the girlfriend there for a while, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden she was like, it was the flu shot thing. Mm. Oh, that's poison. Why do you want to put that poison in your... I do fear losing my child, because he is my only child, and he's adopted, so... Yeah, but he's yours. He's my child. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think that's the... I think that's You're the right. fear. It is. Yeah. The fear of losing my child, Yes. And that'll be a hundred dollars. Thank you. <laughs> Was she up to rates? Uh, the uh, fee for spending the night with me is one hundred dollars. Thank you. <laughs> Taking it out in trade. I think that's a two hundred dollars because she was here two nights, so you yeah. still oh. came out ahead. I'll bill your insurance. I'll help her. <laughs> um, Rachel, I might need some sessions. Do you want to stay with me for a while? <laughs> need some stuff. I need to work out. So anyway. The book that I read that brought all of this to the forefront um, was called Afterland by Lauren Bukes. And it's basically, um, it's one of those dystopian 
novels. The way they describe it is Children of Men meets The Handmaid's Tale. If you read Children of Men, that's by P.D. James, and it has to do with fertility loss. And the world changes because no one can get pregnant. Well, what it does is it takes the concept of that, and it changes it to a virus that attacks men and boys and makes them infertile. Most of the time killing them. You're only left with a few guys and the ones that actually can produce are precious. So the book takes place when a woman's, she basically runs with her son because she doesn't want them to take him away. The great and freaky thing about this book is that they hide in a convent. And this particular sect of women basically begin to indoctrinate her son, who's pretending to be a girl to stay safe. So they're trying to bring them into the flock, but they're basically hiding. So then the child becomes indoctrinated while they're there. And it just sent me into a, I had to stop reading it. Did you put it in the freezer? I put it in the freezer. I could not continue reading it. I had to go back to it. And that, I can't even tell you the amount of times that has happened to me. Like not very fucking many. And you I read am some, not, you read some like weird, I do. twisted shit. I am so. not bothered usually. I can usually keep going, but I was totally freaked out by this book you know and he's like 13 so when they're that age they're horrible anyway and they turn on a dime and I experienced that with my son where you know all of a sudden he starts getting with the wrong crowd and doing drugs and whatnot well pot but still drugs and they behave in ways you don't recognize and it's pretty fucking scary but to have something like that indoctrination that I can't understand because I do, it doesn't stick to me. You know how some people, it, they, they, it just soaks into them. It just rolls off me. I don't get, I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't take in me. So that, you know, gave it that extra <laughs> scary factor for me. Just the idea that her own child basically is turning against her over this thing that she isn't, you know, buying into. Yeah, it was it was terrifying, this book. It was good, though. Um, I did actually give it four stars. I think probably the reason I didn't give it five was it was the points of view were a little weird in the beginning, and it was very, I don't know, it was kind of kind of hard to get into in the beginning. It got much better as it went along. So anyway, that was Afterland by Lauren Bukes. Now y'all know all my dirty secrets. I feel like it's valid. I mean, they've all been valid. They've all been very valid yeah, fears. But I think so. Yeah. It's valid. I think it's valid. I don't know what I'd do if Tyler didn't talk to me every day. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like a shit. I only talk to my mom once or twice a week. Well, that's what most people do, but... Oh, she, I talk to my... I don't... I only talk younger, to my, my mom, like, once a month. <laughs> but when you're younger, you talk to your... I, I talked to my mom a lot when I was younger. And then as I grew older and started to become more independent, it wasn't every day. You know, it was every other week, and then it became... I have to talk to her at least once a week, at, 
or every other yeah. at most, but at least once a week to check in or something. See, I and imagine when Tyler gets older and married and starts having kids and everything else, he'll talk to me a lot less. And that's a natural but, progression. <clears throat> yeah, but it still sucks. I mean, I won't do anything about it because like you said, natural progression. And yeah. I don't want to be one of those mothers that's like, why, never don't, you, call. why don't you call me? You do you guys do this with your kids? Me. So I remember when I was in college, um, you know, if I was doing something or whatever, I just wanted to text and I would send a text with a, she would text me and I would send a reply or ask a question and then she'd call. And I'd be like, mom, I texted you for a reason. I just wanted to hear your voice. I do it. I do it. And I was like, oh, but I, I'm wow. the type of person that no. will say, honey, just whenever you can. I just, I'm feeling sad today. Could you please call me when you get a chance? Oh no. See, now that would break my heart if she told me she was sad. I have to be honest because if you don't be honest with your child, then they're not gonna, I don't know. I, I think with boys, it's more important to tell them things like that. Yeah, because they don't get it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they grow into men who don't get it. So mm, it's part true. of my responsibility to train him for his wife eventually. I mean, that's yeah. true. Well, that to true. teach him to be empathetic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he needs to understand why I'm calling. I'm not, not trying to keep for... up on him. I'm mm. not trying to, you know, butt my head into his life. I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Oh. And that's the mark of a good session. (laughs) (laughs) Fuckers! Stop it! Whenever I was younger and used to go to church, like, with a friend, because, you know, like, you go to a friend's house, you spend the night and have a slumber party, and then Sunday, you wake up and go to church with your friend. Yep. And whenever I'd go to church, I'd be just like... Nope. You know what we discovered in church when I was a kid? Yeah, but my mom was hungover. She wouldn't come get me that early. (laughs) (laughs) My my church was the anti-church youth group. Like we would go to church and sit in the front row and act like we were paying attention, but we weren't. And uh, we discovered if you rearrange all the letters of Presbyterian, you can spell out Britney Spears. That sounds like something that you would do. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a funny church story. Um, when I was a teenager, I was I was 15 and we lived in this really small town. Like it didn't even have a stoplight. It was so small. But there was three churches mm-hmm, because, you know, mm-hmm. it had a liquor store, a bar and three churches. And that was the whole town. That's about That's right. All you need. And uh, so me and a friend were just kind of, you know, cruising around, walking around, doing nothing at all. And like this car full of guys like pulls up that we went to school with you know kind of cute and they're like hey what are you doing and we're like oh nothing what are you doing they're like get in you can come with us and we're like okay we went to church (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is not what i was expecting where were you at texas (laughs) upper state new york That's pretty much what it's like in Texas. The only thing I ever got invited to when I lived in Texas was Bible study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we first moved to Texas, we'd be like, oh, hi, what church do you go to? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Second question. Hi. Hi, yeah. how are you? What church do you go to? Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, they usually ask your name first. But before yeah, when I got into a car full of guys, we always went somewhere drinking. So that's what I thought we were going to do. <laughs> I mean, you could have had some communion wine at least. Jeez. I know. No wine Rude. was going on. You got to go to the Catholic churches to get the wine yeah that's where you gotta go you like roll up in front of the steeple and you're like you better have weed (laughs) (laughs) that's just who we are people is that a new kind of drinking game (laughs) 
<laughs> Are they lacing the communion wine now? Well, let's call always it wait. It is. is it in the edible cracker? For there any, you go. For any of us who've had a communion wafer, that shit needs some cheese or some salsa or something. That is bland. Stuff is you people are already going to hell for listening to this, so stop feeling shocked right now. I've never had any Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> no, not in. I've I've had some blood in. You some, always wanted to know what no we taste Jesus. like, Rachel. I know, but they never fed me real people. <laughs> My best friend texted me when she listened to last week's episode and was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> she was like, "Why do you want to know what we taste like? Why do you want to taste you know, people?" And and on that note. Ron said pork. Oh. We taste like pork? That's what Ron said. How does Ron know? That's what I said. <laughs> Might have been you some can... cold nights in Minnesota. <laughs> you can ask him later. We can you ask didn't him. ask him? So he said, we, we taste like pork because pigs are omnivores. So therefore, and because they're similar to us physiologically, it just makes sense that, they taste, that we taste like pork. That's from an engineering standpoint. What about bears? Bears are omnivores, so do we taste like bears? I want to taste like a bear, not a pig. Hmm. Mm. Same. I don't know. I agree with that. I think I'd rather be told I taste like a bear. Because they like to eat berries and sweet stuff. And <laughs> Hello. And they like <laughs> my fish. life. And they like they eat Love a lot some of fish. fish. I mean, salmon. Maybe we taste like mm. a mix of... A- we're a big. And no, I'm not testing that theory anytime soon. No, we are not. <laughs> Martha didn't like the idea of finding a fresh cadaver. No, I'm not eating a corpse. Sorry, guys. Just I taking all the fun it. out of Halloween. Jeez. So the next person that pisses me off, can we just... Barbecue? Can we kind of like a lobster? We just drop them in Hot live? water? They'll scream, too. <laughs> oh and just God. shut the lid. My ex-husband comes up missing. I'm in trouble. <laughs> don't worry. way too scared. We, we can't eat him. I got you. I've had him before. I don't want Rachel. to eat <laughs> That was fucking... Jim. That was the best. <laughs> Okay, Bonnie, what the hell did you read this week? Please save us. I forgot to offer you guys a beverage. Oh, yeah, no. where's my tequila shot? You want some? Yeah. We're never going to finish this episode. Oh, I feel like someday we just need like the episode of bloopers. I think Bonnie just mic dropped. And I don't know how we I think we're all done here now. All right, let's get back on track here. Drink enough tequila, I won't care. We're going to get started interrupting by trick-or-treaters if we don't. Oh, shit. Did you set stuff out? Nope. Those little bastards, they don't need anything. They're all spoiled assholes. (laughs) (laughs) You live in a nice neighborhood and a nice house. Be grateful. Says the house giving out full-size candy bars. Hey, 2020's been rough. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, my sister's giving those out. I don't have to do any of the work. I just had to buy them. Hmm. And she's babysitting my house and my dog for free. Hmm. It's a win-win. That's and awesome. She put my dog in a Halloween costume, and she hasn't even sent me a picture. Rude. Aww. You better tell her to do it. That little whore. <laughs> I bathed her. Are you licking young. tequila off your wrist right no, now? I'm licking sausage Sausage balls. balls? She has a little Rachel on her wrist. That, and I just needed a little action. Martha wouldn't let me go see Naked Tom. <laughs> Somehow. I didn't really have to pee. I just wanted to see penis. 
it starts with the same letter. Yeah. I mean, I just needed a little <laughs> eyeful. That's all. She's like, I really have to pee, Nist. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, nope. Nope. <laughs> Be right back. He won't answer the door. And he's like, don't put the whole thing out there. They'll just take it and run. Okay. Well. Tom will answer the door. Oh, that's true. Just, Tom loves children. I scattered a bunch on the freaking porch. You just throw it. Yeah. Come and get it, you little fuckers. <laughs> Dig for it. <laughs> All right, Bonnie, what'd you read? The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. And one of the reasons why I kind of picked this one is because it takes place in Upper State, New York. Mm. And you and love your New York. Because I grew up there, it just, I don't know, it just always, I like things that are set in Upper State, New York. So Fair. this takes place in two timelines, in two, uh, 2017 and 1982. And... The way that it starts is a girl named Carly, who I want to say she's like 19-ish, graduated high school, had started college, and she took a couple days off college to go investigate this little town called Fell, New York. And the reason why she's investigating it is because her aunt, Viv, disappeared in this town before she was born. When she was about the same age as what Carly is right now. So she starts to get a little bit curious about it. And she's looked up, you know, tried to look up (laughs) like newspaper ads and tried to investigate and everything. And she's just not getting anywhere with it. So she decides that she's going to go to this town. So she goes to this town and she actually starts working the graveyard shift in the motel that her aunt Viv had worked at when she disappeared. This sounds like a terrible fucking plan. Yep, exactly. You know something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of goes back and forth between Viv when she's 19 or 20 and Carly when she's 19 or 20, kind of back and forth. Both of them kind of notice that weird stuff starts happening in the motel. Like all of a sudden, all the lights on one side of the motel will go out. And then all the doors will open by themselves, even the ones that are supposed to be locked. Mm. And both of them are like, okay, well, just must be like, um, you know, a little bit of a power outage. Maybe the doors are broken. The wind blew them open. Well, shit keeps getting weird. And, you know, like, like Carly can like smell cigarette smoke, like fresh cigarette smoke, but she can't find anyone who's smoking. And like stuff like that. Hmm. So, and then at the same time that all of this weird shit's happening that has kind of like a ghosty appearance, she has this one reoccurring guest who is a traveling salesman who keeps checking in. And he's, he's just very awkward and strange even with the way that he presents himself and the way that he talks and everything else and also every time he signs the register for a room the name is different even though it's the same guy somebody's running from something Mm. so carly starts to notice a trend that when this specific person is checked into the hotel the paranormal experiences I guess you would call them happen more often or happen 
I don't know, they happen all together mm-hmm. when he's there. When most of the time, if he's not there, nothing really happens. Maybe a little bit of the cigarette smoke smell, but like as a, like the doors and the lights and all of that jazz doesn't happen. So this is kind of like Carly trying to investigate what happened to Viv. And then it goes back into Viv's story of what actually happened while she was at the hotel and kind of like what how she you know ended up disappearing and like her story also so yeah it was it was interesting so it's like killer slash ghosty kind of october read it sounds really good actually in a creepy fucking motel Mm -hmm. (laughs) that has no wi-fi oh even though it's 2017 now that right there is scary. and no cell reception there's oh, no. no cell reception no wi-fi no oh, hell no <laughs> goodbye <laughs> yeah that's your first clue <laughs> if there's a place that has no wi-fi no cell reception i'm waving a red flag <laughs> you're like nope i'm out i'm out of here so yeah it was it was a pretty good read it was kind of predictable and there were a few things that happened in it that were unbelievable i mean we're talking about ghosts so you know Suspension it's always but i'm i'm talking about the stuff that happened like with the real life people too mm. like you know like one of the parts she like didn't want to call the police because of such and such but it didn't really make sense why she didn't want to call the police mm. so mm. so i don't know it was it was an okay read i'm not sorry that i read it and uh, I think a lot of other people would probably really love this book. Jessica loved this book. Jessica read this. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And she really loved this book. I started reading it and then stopped. Yeah. I just looked at the cover and it looks very familiar. Like I've seen it pop up places. I think I've seen it too. Yeah. I'm just not into ghost stories. So. I could see why a lot of people like this book. I really can. It's just was a little too Scooby-Doo-ish. For me, mm. I guess. Oh, that's like right up my alley. That's a yeah. That's a good yeah. Experience. You would love this book. It's yeah. not too scary, so yeah. you would like this. That's I why mean, I didn't like it because it wasn't scary. It's a little enough. bit scary, probably really scary for you, but for me, it was kind of like. Mm. But I some like I am hit and miss with ghosts. Like there are some days where I like I'll watch something on History Channel or whatever that talks about like Gettysburg ghosts. I'll be like, oh, that's so cool. And then there's other days I'll turn it on, be like, nope, fucking too real. Like, so it just depends on my mood that day, like how creeped out I am on the ghost yeah. stories. Yeah, I understand. I'm kind of the same way too. Yeah. But, but yeah. And that was called um, The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. Yeah. So I'd probably only give this like maybe a three and a half or a four. I'm pretty lenient with my stars. But just giving away the stars. Man. I do. I give it away for free, man. Star slot. <laughs> I am. Miss Rachel. Is it my turn? It is. It's your turn. Okay. My tequila is taking hold, so. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need another shot. All right. So I read, am I good? Is my sound good? Yeah. Yeah, me. Um, the Other Misses by Mary Kubica. And so in this book, we follow Sadie. Sadie's our main character here. Um, but you hear a lot from her husband, Will, as well. But it's mainly narrated by Sadie and also a little girl who you don't quite know who she is for a while named Mouse. And Sadie and her husband and their two boys, 
live in Chicago, but Will's sister has recently killed herself. So when his sister dies, she leaves them her house in Maine, in a small town in Maine, and they move there to not only take possession of the house, but to then begin raising Will's teenage niece who, as you might imagine, is struggling with the recent suicide of her mom. Dad's not in the picture. And Sadie's not quite sure about the niece. She's very withdrawn, very just angsty, but um, kind of callous as well. And she's only that way really towards Sadie. For instance, in the first chapter of the book, um, it's Maine, it's winter in Maine, so it's cold. Sadie's a physician. She goes out to her car to go to work and someone has written on the frosted window, I think die or something like that. So she suspects the teenage niece of doing this, but she can't prove it. Um, and very early on in the book, one of their neighbors is found murdered and her name is Morgan and Morgan's I believe six-year-old stepdaughter was home at the time. The husband was not. He was traveling for work. And so, of course, all of these questions come up. The police are around, you know, did you know this person? Tell us about your relationship. She was your neighbor. Well, Sadie doesn't know this person, but does she? And so this book really brings up the topics of can I trust my own mind but can I also trust the people in my life to tell me the truth about things? And once I thought the book was going to go a certain way, um, but it, it really was just kind of an, a little bit of an onion with things. And there's little nuances that once I finished the book, I went back and thought about certain scenes like with her kids and with the police interviews and things that you're like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. And so it really, it just, as I kept reading in the book, I kept asking myself, because we all do that, right? Of what did I walk in here for? Yeah. Or mm -hmm. did I put that there? Or somebody says, no, you told me this. I don't remember telling you that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we all have those moments. And so it really made me think, can I trust myself? <laughs> like, can I trust my own mind? Or the person that you trust the most in your life, right? Your kids, your spouse, your friends, to tell you the truth or to like, you know, have your back on things. Do they really have your back? Mm, good question. Mm -hmm. Do you bitches have my back? Yeah, I we already told you we have the garlic and the steak ready to okay. go. Yeah. Maybe right. don't read this book though. I, <laughs> um, so I actually gave the book four out of five stars. Wow, that's awesome. pretty generous for mm -hmm. you. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. it um, She's very stingy with her stars. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, I don't give those bitches away for free. No. no. <laughs> um, Not unless they get a tattoo. That's true. <laughs> In their darkest of places. <laughs> um, Every author she's ever reviewed had to <laughs> tattoo her initials somewhere. somewhere. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. It was good. Um, and again, that was The Other Misses by Mary Kubica. Cool. I like awesome. it. All right. I have to go last. This is Megan. pressure. Oh, save the best for last. Ah. Bring us on home, honey. Oh, right. <laughs> I do do that. <laughs> what? Rachel's, Rachel's like, hey. 
<laughs> oh no, I said what the hell. Oh, I'll stab you while you sleep. <laughs> Great. She's gonna stand over you while you sleep. I feel like Excuse me. First I believe, aid. I, be, I believe we had a discussion not that long ago in the kitchen <laughs> about the scissors about Martha's scissors because I was like, hey Martha, can I have some scissors to cut the tags off my shirt? And she gives me these fucking hedge clippers. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, and Martha. I, and I said, you've got to have if you're gonna buy scissors, you have to have something that can double as a weapon. Right. So if you didn't want to get stabbed with your own scissors, why did you give me the idea? <laughs> oh my. Good point. And Good then point. betray me. <laughs> you better make sure that coffee's ready in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. Huh. All right. So this is a book I actually started reading in March or April when the world went to shit. And I promised the people on the call a couple weeks ago that when I reviewed the book I had to walk away from that I would tell them. So this is the book that I had to walk away from because it just felt too intense for current events. Okay. Because I I wanted to love it because I picked the book up without hearing anything about it. I loved the cover and I read the description. I was like, this book is going to be really good. So I started reading it around the time we got officially like quarantined and I had to abandon it because I didn't want it to be bad. I wanted to love it. Okay. So I had to put it away. You had to be in the right state of mind. Exactly. So I read Conjure Women by Effie Takra. There is a silent A at the beginning of her name, (laughs) (laughs) of her last name. So I, I listened to it on Google. I'm not saying it wrong. Because I looked it up because I didn't want to mess it up more than I already did. And this book runs, it's a mother-daughter story. And they live in the era of the Civil War. And they are slaves in Georgia. So the timeline is pre and during Civil War when her mother is basically the healer for the plantation. And people in the surrounding area also come to her. So she is well-renowned healer slash conjure woman because, of course, that era, they believed a lot in, like, that witchcraft like side of it. Yeah, like the voodoo witchcraft side. So her name is Miss Maybell, and she... You're hearing her story of the Civil War starting and her being the healer, and then we get Rue, who is her daughter, and her story is post-war, Okay. And so then they still live on the plantation and are based seemingly like they've started their own. They've kept that community together. They all live free as free people in their cabins on the plantation grounds. The plantation house has been burnt by union troops coming mm-hmm. through. And we kind of get a feeling that I think her name is Verena, who was the plantation owner's daughter. She, there's something not quite, we're not getting the whole story about her. There's just things where you're like, something's not matching. There's something with this character that just isn't making sense. And her and Rue grew up together. They always were out getting in trouble. They were running around together. They were best friends growing up. So you kind of get this feeling there's more to their story as you're crossing the timelines. So -hmm. you kind of go back and forth. And it was just a really fascinating story of jumping between the two timelines. They talk about, you can hear the cannons, you know there's something coming, 
but they're also still living in this world where he is kind of ignorant to the fact that like the South could lose. Mm-hmm. He's still living in this pretense of, I need to marry off my daughter because she needs to be a Southern woman in charge of, you know, of a house. And here's her suitor. And we learn a little, his daughter's not as innocent as uh, he thinks she might be. So there's some of that going on in a very kind of disturbing way. Just warning on that scene. Hmm. Now I'm curious about the disturbing. It's it's, (laughs) because I was reading that moment and kind of went, Sounds what? Like, sounds like she could hang with Vani. And <laughs> I, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it was just a very odd scene that unfolds, and you're kind of reading it, and you're just uncomfortable, and you're getting the scene from the view of Rue as a child, or as they're like teenagers, I guess, technically. Uh, so it's just very interesting dynamic of how that community stayed together post-Civil War, and there's... Um, a preacher comes through town and kind of tries to make Christianity the religion. Mm-hmm. And so there's this fighting back and forth of like, do we still trust our healer slash conjure woman or should we follow the, this, church. the church preacher guy who's really kind of captivating and he has some secrets of his own. There's a lot of secrets. And as the book goes on, you learn everybody's secrets so by the end, you're like, oh, this is how this shit connected. Because everybody's secrets are crossing each other. Yeah. And so it was, it was very good. And I loved just the dynamic of trying to figure out what's going on. Because you know there's something up with Verena from the beginning. That you're just like, okay, but where is she? Or like, what's happening? Because you know the house is gone. So where, like, what has happened to Verena? And it's, they're just really interwoven and really cool. And there's a bit of a plague aspect, which was probably a flu type thing right. that runs through the community. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're all like, the conjure woman has, like, it's her fault. She's put a hex on of us. Of course. Of Blame course. the woman. Yeah. It's all her <laughs> fault. There's a child that's a little different that they think is also part of the curse and oh, like. Cripes. But it's so, well, it was so well done. And I didn't even realize they talk. I went back and looked at the cover because they talk about this doll throughout the book that Miss Maybell made. And I didn't even realize that the cover of the book is the doll because the way it's, because it's a double-sided doll. So it's um, the black girl on the one side in a green dress, I think, and the white girl on the bottom. And so you can flip the doll. Oh, with the skirt? With the skirt. Yeah, I had a doll like that when I was little. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it in the cover because it was just so pretty and so much going on. And then when I finished the book and put the dust jacket back on, I was like, oh my God, it's the doll. Uh, it's double, like you could almost turn the book and the doll would be going the other way. Oh, uh, wow. So that was really cool to <laughs> see the the cover because I'm a sucker for a good book cover. Mm-hmm. I would give this, I gave, I, if I didn't give it five stars, I need to fix it because it was a five star read. It was really good. And I was so glad that I put it down that I didn't try to force mm-hmm. something because I probably would not have given it five stars in April or May because I was too in too stressed, too stressed and just couldn't mm-hmm. take it all in, in the way that it was, should have been. So it was definitely worth putting it down and saying, Hey, let me come back to this when the world settles a smidgen mm-hmm. and read it with fresher, unstressed eyes. And it mm-hmm. was well worth waiting to read it. Excellent. So it was fun. Little witchy little, 
curses and fun things like that. Those like voodoo and like the witchy, like when you were talking about New Orleans, that I just think that would be so fun just to go to some of those shops. I went in a couple of those shops when I was in New Orleans. There were just too many people there, though. I mean, and people were flashing and everybody was drunk and people were screwing up against the wall. And and I was just too overwhelmed for all of that. I didn't see all that when I was there. But we, it was like the day before Mardi Gras, the week before Mardi Gras. It was really intense. I was there in like May. And yeah, there's still a lot of people and a lot of drunks, but it's fun. But I I recommend this book. It was fun. It was really good. And it was a debut. I think it was her first book. Well. So I would love to, and I think she's actually English, but raised in the States, like somewhere. So it's really interesting perspective and different. Well, it was published here. You better get yourself a copy of that, babe. Maybe. Oh, I do. I have You one. know what it kind of reminds me of? Like Gone with the Wind, but told from the slave story instead of Scarlett mm. O'Hara. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking in my head when you were describing it. Yeah. I've never actually read Gone with the Wind, but I've seen mm, I've seen it because that's a big old book. Yeah, I and haven't read it or seen it. No, I've watched it a few times actually and read the book once. And that was Conjure Women by Effie Effie Takra, and she'll have a picture of it on our Facebook page. Yes, so. there's definitely in, a, in case you need the so spelling. So you can see the freaking doll. <laughs> the doll is really cool. And then you can see the spelling because there's a silent A at the beginning of her name. Like if you tried to read it without hearing it, you would think it was like at Atacora. Atacora. <laughs> so t- I'm surprised the doorbell hasn't been ringing this whole time. Can you hear it from back here? I'm sure we'd be able to hear it. Ron said, I'm, I'm not answering the door. I've heard the dogs bark a couple times, yeah. so which makes me think there's been some people. Well, I'll go out and see if there's any candy left on my porch. Echo's been barking like a maniac back there. Mm-hmm. Well, she can smell the children. <laughs> She's Mary Sanderson. It, I was gonna say, it can is we Halloween. please watch Hocus Pocus? <laughs> we're gonna play. We're gonna play the new Jack game. Oh, I'm that's buy. right. Yeah, we have to. Woot, woot, woot. Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. I love parties. It's They're so, so fun. fun. So much food's about to be eaten. So many drinks. So many are about drinks to be are had. about to be consumed. Well, I can't have any more drinks, but I'll be eating some food. Yep. I think I've eaten about half these milk chocolates because we set them next to me. All I've eaten today is some balls and a muffin. Ron's out there making pizza for us. Uh, Nobody offered me any chocolate. Girl, it's right here. Dig it the hell in, man. Dark chocolate and milk chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You might have to fight Martha for the the dark chocolates. I can't eat too many of those, though, because they'll give me a headache. Well, Martha made me try dill pickle dip and oh that shit's good mm-hmm. i bet you i would like that you would but i like boy, dill would it pickles. give you a stomach ache yeah it's, oh, a, it's, it's just a cream block of cream cheese and some pickles mm. sorry i'll be camped out in that bathroom and you can have a little taste you can just dip one chip in see the salsa cream cheese thing that i told you about is even easier because you literally just slap the block of cream cheese and dump the salsa on top of it well hey that's all you do yeah my mom can eat that shit for days. She loves it. I used to make this thing when Tyler was still living at home and that he absolutely loved. And it was it was chili. And you take a block of cream cheese and you mix it with chili. Mm-hmm. And then you make pigs in a blanket and you surround it. And then you put shredded cheese on top of it and then cook it in the oven just long enough for the cheese to get all melty and yummy. And it's called um, chili cheese dog dip. You couldn't eat that at all, could you? No, I couldn't eat it, but Tyler loved the hell out of it. 
Oh I mean, God. I tried it. it I did try good. it. It makes just makes me want to barf just <laughs> having it described to me. Oh no, it Why? sounds good. I would because I don't like hot dogs. Well, they were like the the baby weenies. I don't like any of that. Like the cocktail weenies. I don't like all that. I mean, just the stomach ache and all of the sodium in it. No. I like hot dogs whether they're big or small. Mm-hmm. No, I'm very choosy about my hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, they meant it both ways. <laughs> uh, when we were in the last bookstore with Martha, um, Megan and I were waiting by the door and we saw this little girl. She had like this black plastic crown on and I mean these goth oh, boots gosh. that were like that. And I kind of nudged Megan to have her look at her and um, I was like, she's our people. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know if she was dressed for Halloween or if that was just her, but I was like, I feel it, her vibe. And yeah. she, was, she was how old? Like uh, she, 12, 13? No, she was probably maybe college. Yeah. She oh, had like a little okay. cape, a right, capelet right. on. She had a little black capelet on. She was all in black. Like everything yeah. was black. Mm. So she probably was not for Halloween. Probably not. It might have been though. Maybe she was letting her freak flag fly for her Halloween. We for did her. see somebody in Target or in Walmart when we went in there that I was like, I can't decide what just happened. Oh yeah. The <laughs> yeah, but that was probably past. not for Halloween. <laughs> no, the lady walked past and I just thought it, it was a Halloween costume, but Megan, at first, she was like, I think that was a Halloween costume, but I had to like think about it. <laughs> I had a wonder for like well, a hot minute. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened to me. So I went to do the remotes at the car dealerships. I had two of them. And the first one, there wasn't anybody there dressed up. It didn't even really feel like Halloween. And then the next one we went to, Josh was setting up and this cop walks by. And I didn't see the bottom half of him. You know, I could just see the top half of because he walked in front of the tables and stuff. And so I was turned around and then I turned around and he was wearing booty shorts. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> hey, and you could and you could tell that because he, he his tan so is like his big white stripes oh. above his. So I was like. Oh yeah, it's Halloween. <laughs> like so, one of the car sales guys was was had had a cop costume on with their freaking booty shorts. Well, I mean, girls have to dress up. Or the sexy cop was a guy. Yeah, I'm I'm I all th- about that. I, yeah. I forget like, about the slutty women. It's costumes. an equal opportunity costume, and I got, you know that's very forward thinking. Oklahoma City's really really made they've, a, they've a loosened their turn. Yeah. yeah their dress code's gotten real loose yeah, <laughs> like just a little bit stop them with your legs joe stop them with your legs <laughs> <laughs> happy halloween everybody and that's gonna do it for three, three book, book girls, girls. tequila over here <laughs> can't get enough of three book girls check them out on facebook twitter and instagram and join the group three book girls tribe on facebook If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.